are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit more about transcribing. I'm going to do a deep dive. Get it? Deep dive on snorkeling. I talked about it in my column yesterday. Some of you reached out. I went on Google, and I'm still even more confused. We're going to talk a little bit about The Bachelorette coming up due to an email that I received yesterday that's going to be in the reader emails today, so I want to kind of go over that with you. Some pop culture news. It didn't take very long for people to reach out to me in regards to who the affair that Jessica Simpson had was probably with, and we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Trail Mix Games for the tasty mix of love and drama Download Lovin' Pies for free today. That's Lovin' Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. This podcast also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. And this podcast also sponsored by Coming Out for Love, the first all-female dating competition show in the U.S. It premiered yesterday. If you want to see the first episode, they are rerunning it again this Saturday. It's got internet sensation Amber Whittington as she dates a diverse group of 16 women all vying for her heart. Go to comingoutforlove.com, click the watch button in the top right-hand corner, purchase whatever bundle you'd like, use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order, and you're all set for the 16-episode season pass. If you missed episode one yesterday, that's okay. It's being re-released on Saturday. Once it's released, it'll be in that streaming service. You can watch it whenever you want, and then you'll get a new episode every Saturday for the next 16 weeks. Okay, let's get started. Some of you reached out yesterday after my post in regards to transcribing and some of you gave me a couple of sites that do it better than the one that I showed yesterday where I basically just cut and pasted the PDF file that was sent to me once I uploaded my audio file to this site that charges like $13.99 a month and I have to start looking into it more it is possible we can get to that that place Uh, there is some way you can listen to the podcast if you happen to listen not through the podcast app on your phone but if you actually listen to my podcast every week by going to my column and pressing play on the embedded player there is a way to have a closed caption along with it that's explained in the reader emails today that'll be up in a couple hours on realitysteve.com but I am looking into it some people sent stuff over I just haven't had a chance to look at those particular sites and see exactly how they do it My thinking was I would only do this for the Daily Roundup and the Thursday podcast, so six times a week. I wouldn't do it for my sports podcast. And it would be just a way for people who I know most of you do listen, but I don't want to exclude people, but I understand it's also a small amount. That's why it's like, how much am I paying for this? You know, What is the return on investment here? If I do this every single day and you now have a... 20 to 25 minute audio file now transcribed for you to read every day. Will that bring enough eyeballs to offset how much it's going to cost me and time spent once it's sent to me after I upload it? How many changes do I have to make to it? Because that's the biggest thing is do I have to sit here 
and put in quotation marks and periods and new paragraphs and stuff like that, because that's where it's going to get way too time consuming. The fact that I'm doing 11 podcasts a week is a lot now, and I try to do them at night because I want to wait until pretty much the last possible minute before I go to bed so I have the latest news. If something happens to break overnight, you know that I'll just talk about it the next day in the next day's podcast. But since I've started this, I can't remember really many times where something broke overnight and I just didn't have anything in that daily roundup. So I try and do this every night and then having to add a transcription to it, it would be just so much easier if I could just upload something where it's readable. And, you know, the thing I posted yesterday Somebody in the reader emails told me, they're like, Steve, that was great. I'm like, what? 25 minutes of audio transcription in one giant paragraph? Oh, my God, my eyes started bleeding. I couldn't get through a paragraph of that. So, you know, it's I, I just have to weigh the options here. I, I will look into some other ones that a few of you sent me, so I appreciate that. And I'll just see exactly if this is something that I want to do every day for the daily roundup. And it is possible where it's like, you know what, I'm not going to do it for the daily roundup, but I will do it for the Thursday podcast, which is always an interview podcast. But then that's going to have to come with a transcription that specifically shows here's my question and here's their answer. Because the daily roundup, at least you know, that's me talking the whole time. I would think it'd be really confusing if you read a Thursday interview podcast transcription and it doesn't differentiate where the question is, where the question ends, and where the answer begins. It just, that would drive me up a wall. So we'll see moving forward, but I'll keep you updated on that. One of the other questions I got today in the reader emails is in regards to The Bachelorette. And, you know, we're getting closer to that time. We're almost, we're at mid-March right now. Actually, we're past mid-March because March only has 28 days. So... We're about a month away from Bachelorette filming beginning. And so I'm not involved in the talks and I have no idea who they're talking to and who they're looking to possibly bring on as the next Bachelorette. All we can do is lay out the facts. And the facts are this. They've had 19 seasons of The Bachelorette, 20 Bachelorettes, because Claire and Tasha both were Bachelorettes. In those 20 Bachelorettes, only two of them, two out of the 20, finished outside of the top four on their particular Bachelor season. That was Katie Thurston, who finished 11th on Matt James' season, and that was Hannah Brown, who finished 7th on Colton's season. Every other Bachelorette finished in the top four of their season. So, if you're going by those statistics, Gabby, Ariel, and Charity would be the ones that would be most likely to get the Bachelorette gig going forward next season. There have been three instances, at least in the last 20 seasons, that I can remember. I may be missing one, but there's only three instances that I can remember where the Bachelorette that was named wasn't from the season that literally just ended and we had just watched on The Bachelor. Emily Maynard, they brought back a year after her season with Brad because they had broken up. Claire was brought in multiple years after Juan Pablo. And Tasha was brought in, you know, to replace Claire, but Tasha that wasn't fresh off the previous season. So those are the only three that I can remember. Just looking down the list, um, do I have the list in front of me? Ooh, I do. At least going back to Brad Womack's second uh, first season. So we had 
Deanna came from Brad's season. Jillian came from right from Jason's season. Allie came right from Jake's season. Ashley came right from Brad's second season. Emily came after Ben's season because they didn't choose any of Ben's women, so she's one of the outliers. Dez came after Sean's season. Andy came after Juan Pablo's season. Caitlin came after Chris Soul's season. JoJo came after Ben's season. Rachel came after Nick's season. Becca came after Ari's season. Hannah came from Colton's season. She's one of the other outliers because she finished. Oh, no, not the outlier. She came right from his season. Um, Claire came after Peter's season. That's the other one that um, did not come on the season right after that we had just seen. Let's see. Katie and Michelle had back-to-back seasons right after Matt's season. They were just on Matt's season. And Gabby and Rachel came from Clayton's season. So that's plenty of seasons there. And whatever. I started with Deanna. I can't remember what bachelorette number she was. Eight or something like that. So, yeah, outside of Emily, Claire, and Tasha, they usually go with someone from the season that we have just watched. So... That does bode well for Charity, Ariel, and Gabby. Now, could it mean that they go outside the top four and maybe go to number five with Catherine or Cat? I guess it's possible. Like, anything's possible. I haven't heard anything in regards to Bachelorette yet this season, and I usually don't until we get a lot closer. We're a month out. I'm sure they've spoken to women. I have no idea who, but knowing the way their track record is, I'm sure... Those finalists have all talked to them, at least. Now, could they pull from a past season like they did with Tasha and Claire and Emily Maynard? Sure. Very possible. But if you were to go down the top four women in the last five years of The Bachelor, which I think is about as far back as they would even reach, would they really go back six seasons and be like, hey, here's the sixth-place finisher from The Bachelor six years ago? No, they're going to do somebody that people are you know, talking about somewhat relevant or stuff like that. The only one that comes to mind off the top of my head is Susie, but I have no idea if Susie's interested in doing this or if they're even talking to her. I I have no idea. So just keep that in mind. We don't know yet at all where they're headed, but every time I get asked, well, who do you think is going to be the bachelorette or who do you think would be a good candidate? It's just like, first off, it doesn't matter who I think is going to be a good candidate. I, they have, I have no say in anything. I just go by their track record. And when you have 20 seasons of track record, and only two of your women were chosen from season that finished outside of their top four of their season, you, you got to think that's where they're looking at. But it doesn't guarantee anything because, yeah, two out of 20. So what's that? Uh, two times 10% of the Bachelorettes have finished outside. So you have a 10% chance that it might be someone outside of Zach's top four. Or three out of 20 from the season that wasn't right before it. They pull somebody from a you know, further season back. Yeah. You know, probably, you know, that brings it up to, what, 14 15% chance? So we just don't know. It's it's less likely that it will be someone outside the top four just based on the numbers, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. So let's just keep that in mind. All right, let's talk about something that came up in yesterday's column. And that was this whole deal with snorkeling. As I said in the column, if you did not read it yesterday, I've never been a big water guy at all. Just Never did that with family. The last time I was in the water and did any sort of snorkeling was 30 years ago, summer of 1992, so 31 years to be exact, when I went to Hawaii. And I did the snorkeling. We went on a boat out to wherever it was, 
And, but we did the snorkeling, you know, top of the water where you just put the mask on and you look down and you see a bunch of fish. (laughs) You can already tell that there's a reason I probably am not real high on snorkeling the way I just described it. It's like, okay, fish, colorful, great. Get back on the boat. Anyway, so when I watched the Monday's episode and when I've watched Survivor numerous times, unless I'm missing something, which I very well could be, let's just take Survivor, for example. When they go on Survivor and they give them fishing gear, they usually give them what? The fins, the mask, the snorkel, and a spear, right? And I see these people dive down into the water People like Ozzy. Now, Ozzy might not be a great example because he seems like a freak of nature. But these just seem like average people who maybe, I don't know, don't have the, you know, the, they they don't look, not necessarily had to be the most athletic people in the world where you can hold your breath for a long time. It just seems like I've seen these people go underwater with their mask and their tube. I'm like, what's the point of having the tube in your mouth if you can't breathe out of it since the tube is getting water in it? And then I rewatched Zach and Kat on their date. And they, at first, when they jumped in the water, yes, they had their masks on and they had their tube on and they were at the top of the water. The tube was out of the water. They were looking down at the fish. I'm like, okay, that's normal. But then they dipped into the water, certainly 5, 10, 15 feet underneath the surface. And they both had the, the, the thing in their mouth and the tube was underwater. Now, maybe when they did that, they just chose to hold their breath, but they just didn't bother to take the tube out. If that's the case, then, okay, that's what I need to know. But that that seems kind of counterproductive because, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how long Cat can hold her breath underwater. I have no idea how long Zach can hold her breath underwater. I just know how long I can, and it's maybe, I don't know. Gosh, I haven't been underwater in a while. I haven't been in a pool <laughs> A pool in a while where I've held my breath underwater. I've obviously been to a a pool and hung out in a pool, but not to be like, hey, I'm going to go diving in this pool and see how long I can stay underwater. So my guess is maybe, and I could be way off. My guess is maybe I can hold my breath for 30 seconds. I don't know. 40? Seems like a lot, but I don't know. So when they go underwater, if they have that tube in their mouth, I just don't understand it. But if you're telling me, well, Steve, once they go underwater and the tube is in their mouth, they just haven't removed it. They're just holding their breath because clearly if they breathe in, they'll just suck in a bunch of water. Okay. But that's what I don't know. If that's what they're doing, then it explains that. I'm just being like, okay, well, please take the tube off. It's bothering me because I don't know why you have it in your mouth. But on a place like that where Zach and Kat clearly want to see what's under the water and there was probably some cool things to look at, I guess, so what do these people do? They just dive under the water and they last 30 seconds or whatever. And then they come back up and then they go back down and then they come back up and they go back down. It just seems like not a fun way to experience what's underneath the water. And then the, I, I get, isn't the only other option to put on a giant tank so you can stay under there as long as you want. Not that they need to go, you know, deep sea diving here, but as you can tell, I'm so fucking confused about this. I Googled it yesterday, and this is what came up. Can you breathe underwater with a snorkel? That's what I Googled. And it says, unlike scuba diving equipment, snorkels do not allow you to breathe deep underwater. Instead, snorkels must exchange air at the surface of the water through the breathing tube. Got it. I got that part. Above the water. But then I'm looking at a picture of a girl with a mask on and a tube wrapped around her head, and she's clearly under the water 
looking and almost at the surface of the water, looking at rocks and shit. So it's like, well, how long is she staying down there? And why does she have a tube attached to her mouth? And there's like bubbles coming out of the back of the tube and she doesn't have a tank on. And then I, and then it said, um, what happens if a uh, snorkel goes underwater? Uh, Modern dry snorkels use advanced technology are light and effective. Plastic cover over the top stops water from coming into the tube when the tube is above water. When going below water, a mechanism simply seals the tube, preventing any water from entering. Okay, so when you go under, it locks it up so you don't suck in water. Great, but how long can you stay under? Just as long as you can hold your breath? And then I read this. With snorkel masks, you can descend up to six feet underwater without issue. Okay, so what's a snorkel mask? Something that covers more of your face? But this even says your snorkel mask may fill up with CO2 and make it difficult to breathe. As a result, you shouldn't go deeper than six feet or even stay in the water more than 25, 30 minutes. Okay, I'm literally looking at a picture of a woman who's got a mask on, covers her nose, she's got the thing in her mouth that's connected to a tube that runs behind her head, and there's bubbles coming out of the tube, and she's clearly more than six feet under the water. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't, help! I don't know. I don't get it. This shows you how ignorant I am to water sports. I have no idea how this is being done. None. I'm so clueless. I've read so many things in the last 24 hours and I can't figure it out. I've read about dry snorkels. I've read about wet snorkels. I've read about uh, I, I all these different things. Full face snorkels. And yes, I get if you go underwater with a tank, you can stay under as long as you want. That part I get. I'm just saying what Zach and Kat did, they didn't have tanks on. And they clearly went under the water with a thing in their mouth and the tube clearly submerged in the water. So what is happening? Are they just holding their breath and then going back up for air after 30 seconds? Because that seems really counterproductive. Because if you're going to explore, you know, underwater for a longer period of time, you would you would think you would do that with something that allows you to breathe underwater and stay underwater the whole time instead of having to go up every 30 seconds. And I'm assuming the longer you do that, the less time you can hold your breath for. If you go under the first time, you can hold it for a minute. Great. If you go back up, get some air and go right back down, you're probably not holding it for a minute the second time either. So I'm, I literally just spent seven to eight minutes on this. Someone better give me a goddamn answer because I'm pissed off now that I don't know the answer to this. And any, any instructors out there, I understand this is very different than scuba diving. I, I get that. But what is happening with these people who go underwater with a tube in their attached to their mouth? I see it on Survivor all the time. And it seems like those people, now granted, there is editing. I get that. And maybe editing isn't showing them going up to the top of the water, getting breath and going right back down. It doesn't seem that way because it seems like they're pretty deep under the water. So, and then using that spear to catch the fish. I can't believe I don't know this and I'm, and I'm having such a hard time comprehending this, but yeah, there are things that I'm just completely ignorant on and dumb. This is one of them. I apologize. And just wanted to wrap up with this. I talked about Jessica Simpson earlier in the week. She told that story in an essay to Amazon where she admitted having an affair after her divorce from Nick Lachey, but before she got married to Eric Johnson with somebody she had a boyhood crush on. 
It didn't take very long for a lot of you to send me articles and to let me know that the man in question is, quote unquote, allegedly, I'm not going to say for sure because I have no idea, but it's allegedly Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, not the Mark Wahlberg host of Temptation Island, but Mark Wahlberg, the former rapper, the one who is now, um, you know, the actor, been in a ton of shit. And it makes sense now looking at it. And there were there were instances that she said in her Amazon essay that places that she talked about, she met up with him and they would provide pictures of she said, I guess, at the one time they met at one of the award shows, he was wearing jeans and a T-shirt and they showed Mark Wahlberg in jeans and a T-shirt at the exact award show she was talking about. So, yes, allegedly it's him. And it's very interesting, you know, because. It's just interesting she threw that out there. And it's not like she's promoting a book or anything. If she was to like have a book out coming out soon and she wanted to, you know, get people to buy it, so she threw some tea in there, that would make sense. I don't know why she decided to offer this up. I don't see what she gains out of this other than attention. But if she's not going to throw the name to it, people are now going to speculate. It clearly seems like, you know, the rumor is that it's Mark Wahlberg and it's like, now does he have to answer for this? And because she claims it happened while he was with somebody. I don't know if he was married at the time, but he definitely had a girlfriend because she went to see him in L.A. at a hotel one night. And the very next thing, the very next day, like she saw him on the red carpet and he was with his new girlfriend and slash wife. I don't remember if. And she's like, yeah, this isn't for me. So anyway, thank you for filling me in on that. But um, honestly, if you were to ask me, Steve, what's more important to you to find out the answer to who Jessica Simpson had an affair with or how the hell snorkeling works? I mean, every day of the week and twice on Sundays right now, it's snorkeling. Please fill me in. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now and my reader emails will be up in two hours from now on realitysteve.com. So go check that out. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.